You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. Welcome to the Alouettes Flight Deck, the podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouettes football. I'm Cliffy D, and you can find me on Twitter at Cliffy D. And I'm Tim Capper. You can find me on Twitter at Repact, that's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And this podcast is presented by our good friends over at SportBuff, where if you use the promo code FLIGHTDICK-10, you will get 10% off on any order. So if you head over to www.sportbuff.com, buffshop.com and you'll be able to use it there it's that time buddy yes it is it's the uh the most exciting part of the year as far as i'm concerned because we got our our fill of football but not not nearly enough like we we got that taste (laughs) we got that uh got the in-game experience that we've been missing for uh well since what november last year yeah yeah it's late november December, Late November, December. <laughs> if you think about it, I know we weren't the Grey Cup, but right. But no, I'm just talking about the in-game experience at oh, Percival yeah, Molson yeah, yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was uh, mid to late November. I mean, that <laughs> first time in a long time, back in our seats, back where we belong, back watching Alouettes football. It, it it made for a very nice Friday evening. It was the weather was perfect. You know, it, it helped. I, I'm hoping that you know it. I I would be more than happy to take the results that we had uh, for this game versus Ottawa versus any opponent this year at home. But, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if the Alouettes want to, you know, be labeled the cardiac kids again, but, you know, just as long as they win. But still, they had a you know, great, great preseason considering, you know, the fourth quarter drives and comebacks that they had. And I'm hoping, hoping that it's, not necessarily a, a thing to come. I mean, the wins, yes, but I mean, being able to be as competitive as they were during the preseason hopefully carries over to the 2022 season. I think it will. I think this team, the way it's built and just the way that they prove themselves time and time again, uh, I mean, they. it'd be nice if they didn't get themselves in a hole or got complacent to throw out a game and then kind of have to kick themselves into overdrive to get that uh, fourth quarter comeback in. But you know what? At the end of the day, a win's a win. And just exciting football. That's all we've ever wanted, win or lose, is exciting football. And we definitely got that this preseason. We got two games. And don't tell me that preseason doesn't count because for the players, the ones that are fighting for a job, believe me, it counts. And these guys, a lot of them really made their case and you know, just provided some entertaining football at the end of the day. True, and some just came out of completely out of nowhere. I mean, there are surprises, and we're going to be going over those in a couple of minutes. On uh, who the you know cuts where and who's on on the final roster going into the 2022 opener versus Calgary. Um, yeah, it's some. It, hey, those diamonds in the rough, dude. Just it just shows that you know our uh, you know you know Danny Mac and the rest of the team are doing well when it comes to finding these these diamonds in the rough. So it's. Yeah, and this is where you find them. Like, you know what you're getting when it comes to, like, a Vernon Adams Jr. or Eugene Lewis or Jake Winicki or William Stambeck. You know what you're getting already with those guys. It's the guys that were 
found in these little no-name colleges or your draft picks, uh, like even the late one, late late round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what they they can do. Like you've never heard these guys before. Like this is this was their opportunity to show that they definitely belong in the conversation, and it was really impressive. Like just seeing who stepped up and who made their case heard. I mean that that's to me is the fun of preseason. Is it's all about the talent evaluation. Like some guys you know are just not going to make the team because they really were brought on as camp bodies. Like mm-hmm. just uh, just enough to give some sort of quote unquote competition. But there are a lot of guys that were on the bubble that you think, okay, these guys should be on the team. And they pretty much had the ball out in order to convince the team that, yeah, I belong here, whether it's on the active roster or practice roster. Like, I'm pretty sure after Friday night, after the the outstanding game that we saw, I'm pretty sure the coaching staff and Danny Machocha must have been having some pretty sleep, a pretty sleepless night. Like who, who do we trim? Who do we get rid of? And I'm sure there were, they must've been, it was must have been like a Sophie's choice for them. Like just <laughs> who do I, who do we keep and who do we let go? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't a Homer. I, I don't envy him. I it don't wasn't envy a Homer Simpson. It wasn't a Homer Simpson in any way where it's like you're cut, you're cut, you're cut. It wasn't that way in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I like your hustle. Yeah. That's why we had to cut you. Exactly. Yeah. That's what made that's what made it so hard to cut you. <laughs> that's right. Good good catch, but you're cut. Um good. Uh, you know, considering, you know, the weather was so nice, I mean uh 20 plus degrees. What was it at game time? 20 degree, uh, 24 degrees at kickoff, you know, just over 11,000 showed up, which is, I think is a pretty decent, a pretty decent amount for a preseason game. I'm hoping that, uh, for the game on the, uh, 23rd, uh, St. John weekend, uh, it will be almost a packed house. It would be nice to see. Um, I think so. And I think also too, like that 11,000 that showed up, I mean, yeah, on the surface doesn't seem like a very impressive number, but when you think about the fact that, it's a preseason game, and people still are conditioned to things that preseason games don't matter. Yeah, but I think it was a chance. This is a chance for people to get out and experience, get that experience, if you will, get the idea of Montreal Alouettes football if they haven't already. And honestly, like <laughs> when when you give them an exciting, interesting game to watch, yeah, they'll still make noise, and they were loud. I mean, yeah. like like it really felt like a game, like a regular season game atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, which is but, great. Yeah, uh, aside from the the newest annoyance in, at Percival Molson in that uh, car that car alarm, which um, <laughs> mostly everybody, including the opponents, just seemed to hate, because <laughs> I, I, you know, just just a, you know, okay, I, if you do want to use something like that, Alouettes, go ahead, but please be wary of the people that are underneath the stadium, because Cliff and I, I think it's like it happens every year where. The music is just a little bit too ear piercing at the beginning of the season, and this car horn was like ear bleed worthy. It really, <laughs> really was. So, oh, and and just going through Twitter throughout the game, like that was the one thing that rang through clear as day was the car alarm. What's with the car alarm? What's going on with the Alouettes in this car alarm? Exactly. Knock it off. Yeah. What happened? Stop to the, it. What happened to the fit up? We and then you know stuff from there. So I haven't done my. Um, I haven't done my survey yet for the game, but by all means, that's going to be mentioned quite a bit. And I, I gotta give props to the Alouette's uh, social media team. Uh, they just they soaked it in like 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 a true like a pro wrestling heel. Yes, they just 
soaked it in and just thumbed their nose at everybody. Like, what? What do you mean you don't like it? I think it's great. Screw you if you don't like it. Yeah. You know, it was hilarious to watch. Oh, like, it's just, good. It makes good. Yeah, it makes good stuff on social media. I will admit. Absolutely, uh, and, but, and it gets people talking. And you know, oh, for sure, as, it, it wasn't. I, I didn't feel like it took away from the game itself. I mean, it, again, it's it was strange. Like they were doing it on defense. I mean. At the end of the day, you're trying to rattle your opponent, even if it is just a preseason game that "quote unquote" doesn't count. You're you're still trying to work that in, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was preseason also for the in-game staff as well to see like, okay, let's try this and see if it works. Let's see if people respond to it, and well, uh, they responded to it. Well, hey, no country road. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope that's just a, a preseason, you know, mistake or the oversight. Only thing, the only thing I want to know from from fans who were there is let us know how it was in the stadium for you when they played the car alarm because with us being underneath the upper deck it's just damn loud. It just really really is damn loud. But yeah. and yes fa- and yes fans did make noise when they were supposed to in addition to the alarm but and, and that's fine. We're we're okay with that. But uh yeah, I I, I can see why a lot of people would be really annoyed by it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I guess because there wasn't enough vuvu sailors because that's that used to be the number one thing too that people would bitch about when it came to alouette's home games being broadcast on tsn or rds was the fact that you always hear the vuvu zelas and yeah didn't well, hear too many of them yeah, well that's also when there's nobody person there was nobody at olympic stadium <laughs> you know but yeah but when the alouettes were it's there wasn't social media I, then so no i got a good point very good point <laughs> Yes, but people people like to bi- I think people just like to bitch about Montreal in general on being broadcast on TV. Like they just don't understand. And to me, it's like, well, listen, you got to be here to really appreciate it for what it is. And I I don't know if the car. I, I I'm curious to see what's going to happen come June 23rd to see if this car alarm is going to stick around or not. Like if please God no, <laughs> uh, which means it will. You know, uh, well, that's it, right? <laughs> we don't like it. Well, we'll give you more of it. <laughs> exactly. We'll just use a different one. Uh, not gonna go really over all the the ins and outs for the game itself. I mean, there are a couple of things that really stood out that we wanted to point out. I mean, yes, the Alouettes came back. They came back from I think it was was it they were they were down ten. Uh, down nine. They were down nine going into the yeah they were down well four going into the fourth and then and then it was yeah then it was twenty six seventeen. The Alouettes came all the way back again, but this time did win twenty seven twenty six on a last second touchdown. Um, and all I can say is that I think we have ourselves, I don't know when he'll get into an actual game itself, but yeah, dude, being able to, you know, get, get that touch. Am I looking at the wrong one? No, I'm not (laughs) to, to get the, uh, you know, two games in a row from Davis Alexander leading two almost both game-winning. Technically, they were both game-winning drives, less a pretty piss-poor uh, DPI, which was called in the last game, which RDS did happen to have the footage, by the way. Um, but, yeah, Davis Alexander came out of nowhere, but it is somebody that you and I have been watching and really impressed with at camp. Didn't impress us. I think we mentioned the last show on uh, on the inter squad game, but still, these two games that he has played so far in pre in, in the preseason were absolutely fantastic and deserve the spot on the roster. I'm just spoiler alert: he deserved the, ro- the spot on the roster that he that he got. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing too is to 
bring us to that point of the, the last second touchdown was that pitch and catch to Fabian Guerra. What a catch. Oh, absolutely, I mean, absolutely everybody, everybody exploded for that. And we, we saw like Davis Alexander, he hucked up a prayer. Yeah. And uh, Fabian was all by himself. He was on an island. I know. And he caught it. And I thought he was going to roll in for the touchdown, but no, they, 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 they downed him at the two. And to the point where even head coach La Police uh, for the the Red Blacks, he he threw a challenge flag, and I'm pretty I, sure it was I just where the just, hell that came from. I, to, I still have to go back and watch the broadcast to see what the hell he was challenging. Uh, I, I think it was just a glorified timeout, to tell you the truth, because yeah, uh, th- there was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that catch. I mean, it was just a perfect throw, a perfect catch, just and everybody just exploded. Like talk about everybody just losing their damn minds mm-hmm. over that catch. Unbelievable. Oh, oh, no kidding. No kidding. Um, I mean, that could have just as easily been Vernon Adams to Geno Lewis in, in an actual game time scenario. But no, this is preseason. So this is where the uh, the twos and the threes are going to they, they got to shine if they want to if they want to have any chance of making this team is th- th- these are the moments they have to be able to complete. Yeah. And my God, it was so much fun. Just so much fun to watch that. It was. And then obviously one of the big plays was the uh, combo of Tyler Richards and uh, Brock Gowanlock. Oh, what man. a hit. What a hit. I mean, I mean it, it, the Ottawa quarterback did not see it coming from Richards in any way, shape, or form. He was like a train, and he just bowled over. I think it was Tyree Adams, his name? Yes. I think it was one of the Adams quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. But uh, yeah, I think it was Tyree Adams that uh, he just got rocked. I mean, f- flat out rocked, and then coughed up the football right into the hands of Brock Gowanlock. Mm-hmm. and. My God, he's got some wheels, that guy. <laughs> Woo, he had a nice little scamper to, yeah. to to set up the Alouettes for what would end up being a field goal. But, oh, my. Like, that's the kind of exciting play we, we come to expect. And that's why you draft a guy like Tyrell Richards first overall. Like, making that move to get to the first overall pick, now that really looks like a master stroke by Danny Machocha. Yeah, I know. Wow. He, yeah. like, my word. Like, I, I've been watching that on loop for quite some time like wow <laughs> if, if this is what we're going to get out of this kid over the next couple of years be excited alouettes fans oh, because exactly that's exactly. the kind of defense that we like that's the kind of defense you would come to expect from this team and just someone that's just going to come and put the wood to you like that whoo my word that was that was fun yeah and can't forget about it. the running game look uh sorry the return game looked good mario alfred looked back to normal form only one punt return but that thing went for 31 yards alfred also had a punt return for 19 but chandler worthy wow that longest the like 47 yard, 47 yard kickoff return i it it looks pretty good for the for the Owls' uh, return game this year, just as long as you know everybody stays healthy. That's going to be the key, and I think that's what it was. Like, but I think Mario Alford, he's back one hundred percent. Chandler Worthy, uh, thank you Argos for cutting him because he fit right in, and like that's the kind of exciting playmaker we've come to expect mm-hmm. on, on kickoff returns. Like that's that's who you need, someone who can get his wheels going and just you know, get that yardage. Like, Oh my, like that, that was fun to watch. Yep. Yep. Um, and it looks like, uh, Je- at least at the moment, Jeshua and Antwi will be our backup to, 
uh, to William Standback because we still don't know what the stat. We'll find out a little later on this week what the status will be for William for for the start for the game versus Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with um, you know, with Cameron Artis Payne still on the suspended list for whatever the particular reason it is. I know Antri, I'm sure he want, he has a lot that he wants to make up for, especially what after what happened in the last game versus Ottawa last year. So, but they did center a little bit more on rushing. So I was, I was quite happy. So. Yeah. And it felt like the offensive line was doing a good job making some lanes for their running backs, whoever, regardless of who it was in the backfield, I think they did a pretty good job giving them the opportunity to, you know, to hit the hole and just get that yardage. And yeah, Antwi looked fantastic. Like he's had a, a very solid camp. Like I think he's, I think he remembers that game against Ottawa late last year, yeah. uh, and I think he's he wants he wanted to prove like okay that's not who I am I am better than that and he he definitely showed that he's better than that. Yeah, and um, lastly, for as far as the non quarterbacks, again we're talking about those players that just come out of nowhere. Right? Cole Spiker, I mean, what? Where where did this guy come from? I mean, <laughs> I, this and we'll talk about this in a couple of minutes here, but. He most likely was the reason, or probably one of the reasons, why some guys did not make the roster or did not make the. You know what I mean? I, I you like I said, Cliff and I will talk about this, but again, another big game for Spiker. Well, I don't. Again, just a guy that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and just doing everything right. Like that's really what it was. Like as I said, these are the games that you have to perform. Like when your number is called, when you're out there catching the pass from whomever. You got to make the most of your opportunities. I mean, he had three receptions, fifty-eight yards, which on the surface doesn't sound like a whole lot, but he made each and every one of those receptions count. And he's had a, a very solid camp. Like I said, he came out of nowhere and just was impressive. Like he he earned an opportunity to be on this team. Yeah, yeah, he did. And lastly, before we talk about uh, uh, cut down day. Uh, VA's first first game uh, since uh, being hurt last year, uh, you know, real action. Um, you know, six of 12, 69 yards, three picks. People would say, well, that's three picks. Oh, God, what's happening with Vernon? I think people need to understand that if you look at if you looked at the plays themselves, one, I think, was his fault. Two were not. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, considering this was VA's first game back, I think he looked pretty good. Um, I don't think the you know the six for twelve is, is concerning at all. I mean, I mean, hell, our, our number two looks like Trevor Harris. He threw a pick on his first. You know, it was almost like the scrimmage itself, hey. You know, where yeah. VA didn't do that well, nor did Trevor to start. So uh, overall, I, either way, I, I think VA did good for his first game back. We'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. Obviously, coming up with with Calgary uh, this upcoming Thursday. Right. And I'm already seeing already a lot of people concerned about Adams and his performance. And is he going to is there a quarterback controversy in Montreal? And again, people calm the hell down. Will you? The guy played his first game in whole ass months. This is his first actual chance against an actual opponent to to prove what he can do to show that to get that rust off. And there's going to be rust. I'm sorry to say, but he was banged up in October you know, we're at six, seven, eight months later. I forget, you know, I don't know what it is exactly, but, you know, there's going to be rust. There's going to be some, you know, little adjustments that have to be made. Like he's got Thanksgiving and, versus Ottawa, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And again, he even said to us during camp, like, he knows he's still not, like, he still wasn't quite at 100%, but he's, he was 
looking to get out there. He really wanted to get that feel of the field again. And he actually wanted to be hit, not too hard, of course, but he wanted to know what it was going to be like when, you know, first time someone, you know, takes a shot at him and just hitting the ground, making sure that he's like, okay, it's, it's that mental block. And I think that's really what it was more than anything else. Yeah. Three picks on the surface would be concerning, but let's be honest, two of those picks, I would put more at the fault of the receivers than I would Adams. It was just mm-hmm. like the first one. Absolutely. That was a very ill-advised throw, but yes. you know what? It's preseason. It happens. And let's be honest, Trevor Harris and Dominique Davis weren't exactly lighting it up either nope. in the game. I mean, Harris was picked too. How come people aren't worried about him all of a sudden? Like this is, this is the thing that I just don't understand. Like, yes, is there pressure on Vernon Adams? I'm sure there is, but I think at the end of the day, Everything's going to be fine. Let him let him do his thing. He knows what he has to do. He's going to be ready for Calgary 100% as far as I'm concerned. There is no quarterback controversy. These talking heads really need to smarten the hell up. I mean, really, truly. It's a preseason game. you got to work out the kinks, especially, too, like coming, after, coming back after a major injury like this. It's going to take time. It's, it, there's going to be an adjustment. As far as I'm concerned, no, there is no quarterback controversy. This is VA's team 100%. If if he can't go, then fine. You try out the Trevor Harris. You try out the Dominique Davis. Or to a lesser extent, Davis Alexander. He he did not look out of place. No, he did. He looked like he like twice in the two preseason games that he played. He he looked cool, calm, collected, in control, no panic, no no worry. Uh, listen, this is the kind of guy that you you want to find. Like this is why you have training camp is to find guys like this. Like yes. Without question, you want experienced quarterbacks, and that's why you have Trevor Harris and Dominique Davis as your backups. But Davis Alexander, he 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 really came out of nowhere, and like Tanner Marsh back in 2013, everybody was expecting, uh, was it uh, Quentin Porter or Ricky Santos or Josh Nieswander to be the man, so to speak, behind Anthony Calvillo. Lo and behold, it ended up being Tanner Marsh, who we didn't know from a hole in the wall. That's right. And look what happened to him. Like he stepped up when had to and became he became a star. So is Davis Alexander going to be the next potential star? Maybe we'll see. But for all intents and purposes, this is Vernon Adams's team. And barring another catastrophic injury, it's going to stay Vernon Adams's team, warts and all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, don't forget, we are on social media. We can find us in, in many different places. Uh, the best way is to head over to our archive, which is over at www.alowitzflightdeck.ca. You can follow us on Twitter over at AlowitzFLDeck. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, just do a search for Alowitz Flight Deck. For, the, for Facebook, it is the Alowitz Flight Deck Pod. And YouTube channel. Don't forget, uh, currently, we're still waiting to get up to that 100, 100 people goal so we can have that uh, that uh, special URL. Um, but just do a search for uh, do a search for Alouette's Flight Deck and you will find us there. And everybody remember, please, let somebody else know. Uh, we are still giving away. Once we get to 100 people, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we are be giving away that uh, brand new, with tags, still in its plastic, satin delta throwback jacket cliff and i both have one we both paid for it you won't have to that's the thing you guys won't have to and also yeah yeah, and also do not forget too because it's coming up very 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 soon um don't forget to 
head over to our shop, teespring.com slash store slash Al's Flight Deck. Get all of your Alouettes Flight Deck podcast merch and rep it. You can get it in time for the opener on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we don't I mean we you and I both know a lot of guys. We spoke to a lot of guys after practice uh, after the preseason game. Um huh? obviously for them I think it's a lot I I really wanted to put something out there saying that you know uh, uh hitting refresh like type of thing cuz we were waiting cuz the Alouettes didn't put out theirs I think till 10 10:30 I think officially at 10:32 to, to the you know the press release et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, there were some surprises as far as we're concerned. I think there were some surprises also when it came to those on social media because they really weren't. Yeah, I think they're surprised too on the actual names themselves that uh, that did get released. Uh, get released also. So for Cliff, for you, when you first saw the list itself, let me ask you, be honest with me, what was the very first thing that you looked for? Did you look for practice roster or did you look for releases? I looked for releases. I mean, okay. that's, I, I'm just, again, I, I knew there was a lot of guys that were on the bubble and like I said, if they weren't going to be released, they'd be on the practice roster. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of, okay, let's, like I said, we had certain names in mind, certain guys that we were paying attention to. Let's see what happens. And then lo and behold, we take a look and it's like, yep, yep, yep. Released, released, released. And yeah. okay. Like some of them, I understand why they're being released because they're going back to school. Like this, a lot of our uh, draft picks from this year were released, but, but they're going back to school. So, I mean, the Alouettes still retain their rights. And maybe they come back next year. At least they go back to U Sports now with the experience of being mm-hmm. in a professional training mm-hmm. training camp. They take that with them and they go and they help their respective school. Maybe get to the Vanier Cup. So that's that was to be expected. That's that's normal. That's unfortunately a part of camp life as well. But again, you're richer for having the experience, as far as I'm concerned. Now the other names, like the more the the names of the actual professional players. Those are the ones that I was curious about. And like I said, there was a lot of names. I'm like, okay, I, I had a feeling that he'd be let go. And some of them like, wow, I, I, I can't believe he was let go. Mm-hmm. So you would have figured at least make the practice roster. But again, there's only 10, 10 spots in the practice roster. So, I mean, you can't keep everybody, unfortunately. And that's, that's just football. Like football, and, as and, I say. And there's, it, no, everybody there's, loves, no, there's no COVID practice roster this year either. No, no, there's not. And if even if there was, that would mean that everybody would be able to get their hands on mm-hmm. these players as well. So, so as I've said numerous times, everybody loves football. Football loves nobody. And it's disappointing to see a couple of the names I, I did see on this list for any number of reasons. A couple of names I was not surprised about because, especially the, the second half of the game, a lot of the guys on the defense, a lot of the secondary, they were just bad yeah they, they, they bad. did not yeah, they, yeah. it's like where did they forget how to tackle did they leave it in yeah. that yeah i mean it's like yeah you're not you're not playing two-hand touch it's preseason but you're not playing two-hand touch mm-hmm. you got to tackle the guy you can't just let him you can't let the quarterback waltz into the end zone like uh, uh was his name i guess it is uh tyree adams again he was one he had that like 30 <laughs> yard touchdown run yeah like nobody was catching him what the hell yeah yeah like, like, like you're just standing around watching him go so yeah, I was not surprised to see a couple, like a couple of those guys. I'm like, yeah, they will not be on this team. Yeah, 
for, for us, obviously, I think for us, the, the, one of the bigger names that uh, that uh, was released from the Alouettes roster was Quan Bray. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you look at what he did during the preseason because because we're usually if you are the, quote unquote guaranteed a spot, I guess that's the only way I can put it because I said you know there is no guarantees in football or in sports. There's really not. You really don't aren't you really aren't playing that much. Um, you know, just you usually play with the ones and then you're done. Uh, you know, Quan didn't have that good of a camp. He looked okay in Troyvier, but I mean, I guess he really, I don't think he got that many catches, if I'm not mistaken, throughout the entire preseason. So it's no, he was kind of a ghost to tell you the truth. I mean, like I saw him on the sidelines, but that's about it. Like he didn't make any outstanding plays, like any plays that would be like, you know, what we'd come to expect from him because let's not forget in 2019 and 2021, he was a focal part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of Vernon Adams' favorite targets. Enough so, so for me to buy his jersey at the locker room sale in 2019. There you go. I mean, like, you know, he was he was definitely a part of this team. Like he was one of those guys that you figure would be safe, but at the end of the day, you still, especially with new receivers coming in, you got to be able to perform like you, your, your spot is not guaranteed unless your name is Gino Lewis. <laughs> I think that right, would, yeah. I, that's the only quarter. I think that's the only receiver that I would consider 100% untouchable at this point. And even then still not a guarantee, but no. if anyone's going to be quote unquote untouchable, it would have been Gino. Yeah. And with then, everybody else being up for grabs. Yeah. And, and then our fan favorite and then we're, we're not sure where, where this, what caused, uh, him not to get a spot on either the active roster or the or the practice roster was you know Fabian Guerra. Uh, I mean, uh, high enough, you know, uh, on the popularity level, I guess say for Herb Zukowski at the Gazette to write something about him. Um, I mean, is it because it makes me wonder, Cliff, if somebody is is playing mostly in the second half? of a preseason game, does that person have less of a chance at making the roster than anybody else? Not necessarily, because, I mean, Cole Spreaker played when he did, and in my opinion, I I think Cole was the reason why uh, Fabian did not make the roster. Now, that's just my... Those are just my musings, but I really think it's because Cole was such a out-of-nowhere wide receiver in camp that it may have been it may have been a decision between fabian and cole again i'm just speculating here i i don't know what you think cliff i don't know if it was a combination of cole and somebody else but you know i i know both both you and i are are disappointed that uh, that fabian didn't make the roster and a few actually on social media actually expressed the exact same thing mm-hmm yeah, it, it's it's tough because yeah, we do have you know a, a personal interest in Fabian because we've known him for quite some time. We've had him on the show even even before he was officially in a in an Alouette's camp. He, he was uh, he was assigned member of the team, but uh, never actually touched the field when we had him on the show. But again, this is this just speaks to how highly we thought of him that we thought. Okay, this is a guy that belongs on the Alouettes. This is a guy that, if given the opportunity, is going to make some noise. And sure enough, this camp, he certainly made some noise. We talked about the fact that he's pretty much had to scratch and claw his way 
to the top, so to speak, when it comes to his professional football career, whether it was in arena, the spring league or anywhere else. Like he's, he's had to work his ass off to get opportunities like this. And he's certainly, certainly tried to make the most of each and every opportunity. I mean, everything we saw of him, like, you know, bias aside, like everything we saw from him was crisp, looked good. He was all over the place as far as, you know, receiving special teams. Like he was doing it all as far as I was concerned. And the two preseason games that he played, you heard his name quite a bit, made some exciting plays happen. He had that absolutely phenomenal catch that led to the go-ahead touchdown mm-hmm. that won the game this past Friday. I, I mean, just like I said, everybody, everybody was losing their mind for this guy. And it just wasn't enough, apparently. And I, I'm, I'm curious as to what it was, uh, especially, too, when you look at some of the names that did end up on the active roster and the practice roster, and you're like, okay, yeah, they're good, but personally, I, like, you know, again, bi- this is completely bias aside. Like, just looking at the, the body of work that we got to see, whether it was at Trois-Rivières or for the two preseason games, like, personally, I, I think Fabian outplayed at least one or two of them. Mm-hmm just wasn't quite enough and you know i i don't know if this was like if he was like the final final cut that had me like they really had to choose between this guy and fabian and this guy ended up that's just that, again, barely that's inching thinking. him out that's i think that's that's what i'm thinking it, it would have to be because i mean as far as i was as far as i was concerned he did everything right he did everything he had to do to make this team even get on a practice roster so, again, only the Alouettes for themselves could truly answer that question as to why he's not a member of the team now. But uh, let's face it, folks. He, he, As far as I'm concerned, he's a talented player. I'm sure a lot of people saw what he did this past Friday. He's going to land somewhere for sure. Like once the dust settles for the cuts and training camp and practice rosters and all that jazz, Fabian Garrett is going to be playing in this league at some point in 2022. I, I, I'm willing to bet on that. Wow. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong sentiment, and I'm, I'm, I'm right up there with you. I, I think he, he needs to serve the chance to play on the roster. So it's, I mean, if you just go, if you want a hardworking guy that does everything right and makes the most of every opportunity, like he didn't coast at all. I did not see him slack off or nope. coast or half-ass it or anything like that. Like he, he did what he needed to do as far as I was concerned. Like, and I, I told him as such. Like I said, listen, you, you put it all out there. You know, nobody can deny the work that you did. It's just a matter now of did the team see it that way? And for whatever reason, they didn't. I I, I hope they labored over this because, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I, I don't know what else he could have done other than maybe even scoring that touchdown. That would have made the difference. I can't imagine it would, but it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. As I said, football is crazy like that. Exactly. And any other names, by the way? I mean, Jordan Scarlett was one of the other names, too, that was released. I mean, it was one of the big, I don't know if they call him a quote-unquote big signing, but he was released, too. Um, any other names for you? Uh, Richard Cliette, I know, got quite a bit of uh, attention. Uh, and he also played pretty well for the most part. But once again, when it comes to the, the secondary, like, it sounds like there was a lot of competition and it just wasn't quite enough. Like I'm sure he too must have been one of those picks. that was like, okay, do we keep him? Can we find a spot from our practice roster? And I'm pretty sure they labored on that one as well. Uh, aside from that, uh, like I said, like a lot of the names that I see on this list were guys that I really didn't think was going to make the team quite frankly. Like they were just kind of lackluster in the, the second half of the game on Friday. 
either that or the guys are going back to school. Like as far as the cuts go, like a lot of these names I pretty much expected to see. Yeah. Uh, honestly, even Quan Bray, like I said, just for what we talked about, the fact that he was fairly invisible for the most part. Like I know a lot of people are shocked because yes, that, that's a name that people know. But again, this this is training camp, folks. Like especially too when you got young guys coming in, like. Uh, Tyson Philpot and Herjie Mayala was signed in free agency. Like these are receivers that can work with VA and make plays happen. And that's the thing. Like when it comes to the receiver position, like all of a sudden there's, there was an embarrassment of riches. Like there was a yeah. lot of quality receivers in camp. Well, again, as I said, you just we, can't, you just can't keep them all. Well, yeah, with Spreaker coming out of nowhere and, and Kevin Kaya being used for something else, even though he's a global, um, uh, uh, my big thought too, and I, I, I guess, has there been a modification to the word or not? Because with all honesty, dude, I think Davis Alexander outplayed Dominic Davis. I agree. And I'm surprised. <clears throat> I'm kind of surprised the Owls are keeping three three quarterbacks on the roster. On the active roster, on yes. The active roster, yeah. I'm very surprised. Yeah, I, I honestly thought like. Davis was okay, but to me, I didn't think okay was going to be enough to win a spot. But I guess you can't deny the fact that he does have CFL experience, whereas Davis Alexander does not have CFL experience. My only thought is this, too. I'm wondering if if this is for a couple of weeks thing because of a just-in-case, whether it be a VA or or a Trevor Harris thing. Could very well be. Because I, how many other teams? I think there's one other team. I, I, you looked at the list. And I just glanced at them quickly. I think another team kept three quarterbacks on the roster, active roster. I, I think it was BC, if if it, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, uh, as I said, Spreaker made the, the active the the the, uh, the practice roster. I think that's you and I expected that. Um, uh, Taku Lee, Taku Lee, Yeah, Davis Alexander. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Darius Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, he, was, he also had a very solid camp. He he was definitely doing a lot of things, and I'm pretty sure it's just a matter of time before he gets into the active lineup because the way that he plays and what he brings to the table as well. It. it I think it's just going to come down to like the minute someone starts to falter in that secondary, they'll be slotting him in there too. I think it really is just a matter of time for him. Yeah. Uh, the one name that was kind of interesting to me on the practice roster was Vincent Desjardins from Laval. He was also a, a free agent signing from the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, again, most one of the thoughts, of course, is that uh, you know if you're a Quebec-born player, you're going to get every opportunity. And I have no doubt in my mind that when it came to the defensive line, everybody got the opportunity. You had to really show up and show out. And I'm not saying he didn't. He definitely did everything he needed to do, but... Again, it's it's such a tough lineup to crack right now. So, on the surface, you're like, "Oh, this is one of the free agent ac- free agent acquisitions," and now he's relegated to the practice roster. So, the, I thought that was kind of interesting. But again, one of those things too, where like Darius Williams, is that you know, when your number is called, you better be ready because you know you're, you're going to be expected to show up and perform like never before. Yeah, practice roster too for him being a free agent. Uh, practice roster salary is not the same as being on the active roster, so. No, it is not. Either way. I, I am pretty happy, though, to see uh, Zach Lindley 
is on the practice roster as well. He was uh, the last draft pick for the Alouettes this year. Uh, the film I saw on him was incredible. Uh, I think for the, the camp that he had was pretty good, not outstanding, but he did very solid work. So I'm glad to see that. The, I, I think the Alouettes see the potential in him as well. And again, like these eighth round draft picks can really pay off sometimes. Again, Brock Gowanlock was yeah. an eighth round draft pick. And look what he's done. Like he had a phenomenal camp. And I think it was just a matter of, okay, I just need the opportunity to prove myself. And that's what he did. Like, again, folks, I can't overstate enough. When you're in training camp, if you're if you're not a name player, if you're not a Vernon Adams or a Geno Lewis, you got to make the most of every single opportunity you're given. Mm-hmm. And that's what a guy like Brock Gallenlock had done. Like, he had a great training camp, great preseason games. I mean, this is a guy that definitely is going to make a lot of noise this year. Like, I... I I see what he's going to be able to do on this uh, on this roster, and I, I am excited to see this defensive line come together. It's going to be it's going to be dangerous. I hope so. I mean, also we got to see Tyson Philpot for the first time, his first uh, first action too. Uh, Jake Winicky is still uh, sidelined. We we know that uh, um, that William Stamick also didn't play. So we're, we're curious to see once the the actual. Uh, Injury report and uh, depth charts comes out for, their, uh, I guess it'll be on Wednesday uh, for the game in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, but but still, I mean, a lot of these guys, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the roster. We know Greg Reed is still hurt. we got to find out what his status is. Uh, he, he's also a big part of the, uh, of, the, uh, def- of the defense, obviously. So, hey, yeah. we'll see. No, I, I'm really excited to see the depth chart. Too. And, yeah, I'm... I'm surprised that nobody's actually been put on like a, a one game or well not maybe not a one game but like the six game injured list for example like maybe not yet I said maybe not yet that that's the thing I think they, it was just a matter of who was going to be on the rosters first and then they're going to decide depending on how hurt they are once they start practice mm-hmm. then they'll decide and I figured because if you think about it for I, the owls it's a short week for the owls it is it absolutely is and uh, I was actually kind of surprised too when it came to the uh, this not putting anyone on the six game list right away. Would that have potentially created another roster spot for somebody that was that ended up being cut? But good point. It it could be one of those things like don't tip your hand. Like I mean, if like for example, you mentioned Jake Winicky and William Stanback. Like depending on how banged up they are or, or aren't in this case, uh, it could be one of those strategy things. Like okay, we want people to think that Calgary is going to be facing those guys, but could maybe not be. But in which case, then wouldn't you want to keep one or two of these guys that you end up releasing if you thought that they had potential to crack the lineup? So it, it's going to make for a very interesting uh, release of the depth chart come Wednesday. So I guess we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, is this gamesmanship? Is this just a matter of knowing in advance what you got? I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. Exactly. Um, before we finish up, by the way, we want to let everyone know this is, it's a, it's a special episode that we're doing specifically because of the, uh, the cuts and stuff like the raw and the updates for the roster. Um, we are going to be having our, our regular show on Wednesday, you know, but this thing with special episodes are, is something that we have been wanting to do for a while. So we, we, we will have them throughout more throughout the season. Uh, you can't expect our normal show on Wednesday, which we are hoping to have, uh, looking at. Potentially having somebody join us when it comes to the preview uh, for the Alouettes 2022 season and for the op- upcoming game versus the Calgary Stampeders on Thursday. Uh, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. Um, also, 
now that we have our roster is currently set, who do you want to see us interview? There are many guys we've never had on the show before, and we would love to hear their stories. I mean, Cole Spreaker is a, a perfect example. Um, you know, Al, uh, Davis Alexander, a perfect example. Um, you can email us uh, at uh, tim.capper at ca. You can also email Cliff at clifford.pine at alouettesflightdick.ca. Let us know who you want us to uh, interview, and uh, we will do our damnedest to try to get these guys on on the show so you can uh, hear what their stories are and uh, how they're feeling about being uh, an Alouette and being in the CFL. Absolutely. And we've actually had a couple of players follow the Flight Deck Twitter account, and they've pretty much said in no uncertain terms that, yeah, we want to come on the show and we want to tell our story. And we want to tell their story for them. So... If there's anyone that uh, you're you're looking for us to chat with, folks, by all means, let us know whether it's via social media, email, what have you. Even if you see us at the stadium, then stop us and say, "Hey, you got to have so and so on the show." If if we can make it happen, we certainly will. That's right. Um, again, I'm also going to announce y'all and announce this on the next show too. But do not forget because with the game coming up on the 23rd, uh, the next draw. For the Sport Buff Flight Crew seats is going to be done the week prior, so it'll be, it'll be the week approximately the well, let's get my dates here. Look up your calendar, Capper. Uh, it will be done the week between the 13th and the 17th. That's the week that we'll be putting out the uh, uh, putting out, starting the new contest for a pair of tickets to the home opener of the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, thanks again to our, our winner from last week. Giving us a nice shout out on social media. You too. And I think Cliff, you're going to be grabbing that. And we're going to show you what you could have if you do win this contest. Absolutely. It was really cool to see uh, a video from the perspective of the flight crew seats. And uh, folks, I'll tell you what, I've always said there's not really a bad seat in the house at personal Molson stadium. And I think this just proves it. So when the, when the time comes, you want to go see an Alouettes game at personal Molson stadium. Get on that. Get throw your name in the throw your your name in there, and who knows? You could be watching the Alouettes live, courtesy of the Alouettes flight deck and Sport Buff. Yes, sir. Uh, just one. I think we decided to go ahead and end the show on a on a very cool note. Uh, I know Cliff, you wanted to talk about this, and we were talking about this earlier in the show about our uh, our post game experience. But I think you yourself wanted to bring up. I think the other besides speaking to Fabian Guerra, seeing Gino at the end. And by the way, shout out to to Gino who I saw today at the uh, at the Montreal Alliance game played over the uh, the Verdun Auditorium. Uh, it was Gino, uh, Herji Maya, and uh, Kaya Julian Grant. Uh, shout out to them. But you wanted to talk about specific about our our interactions with another one of the newly minted uh, players on the active roster. Yeah, we've been singing his praises for quite some time now. But Tyrell Richards, you saw what he did this past Friday. He lived up to the hype. It was really awesome. After the game, we actually got to meet his dad, who's also a coach. Uh all of a sudden now a big fan of the flight deck so we definitely appreciate that we definitely appreciate the love and being able to speak with both him and tyrell after the match was really awesome just you could see the the grin from ear to ear uh, for both father and son just to see the excitement knowing that okay i made a play happen and it was awesome and it really affected the outcome of the game uh, to me, that like those are the things that I love the most is just seeing like players interacting with their families and seeing the excitement of knowing that okay, I am now a member of a professional football organization. 
to me, there's nothing cooler than that. Like, I mean, it's easy to get blase about it. Like you've been playing for a number of years now, but it's like that, that youthful excitement, that energy, like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Like that, that to me is the coolest. And like I said, a proud dad, you know, just beaming, you know, knowing full well that that was his boy who did that. And especially what Tyrell's gone through too. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, it's been a struggle for him as well because uh, of the way things worked out uh, when he was playing for the University of Syracuse. But as I said to Nick, his father, like, you know what? That's all in the past. What matters is what you do now. And let's face it, people, if you didn't know the name Tyrell Richards before, based on the CFL Combine and the fact that the Alouettes made the move that they did to get him at the first overall pick, you know who the hell he is now after that incredible hit and which resulted in, in an interception. It was mm-hmm. just absolutely beautiful. Like, this is the defense that we've been talking about. And for Tyrell Richards to basically do that in his home opener or his home debut, if you will, I mean, that's just outstanding. Like, this is how you get people excited about you. This is how you get people to remember your name is to make outstanding plays like that. I'm not expecting him to make a play like that every single game. It'd be awesome if he did. But just the fact that he was able to get out there, do his thing, shows that he belongs as a member of this organization phenomenal and the fact that you do it with your parents in the crowd and you know that everybody's got your back and they're excited for you i mean like i said for the richards family i think that's got to be one of the the coolest moments of 2022 yeah and hey many more and that was just preseason so exactly uh, just like that's the like that's that's how you make your debut not bad as far as I'm concerned. Like, how do you follow that up? Like, I'm excited to find out how he's going to follow that up. Exactly. So, again, we will be back here on Wednesday with our normal show. Again, you can reach out to us on social media. We always love to hear from you guys. Um, and, uh, hey, we're, we're just as excited for the 2022 season as everybody else is. So, for everybody here at the Alouette's Flight Deck, for Cliffy D, I'm Tim Capper. Ron, final approach. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.